Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, it's a first in the nation, a bi-local program for cybersecurity. They know that cyber is so important to every business. They know it's a key industry for our state, you know, economically, jobs-wise. Um, they just said, what's best for our state? And we had a lot of our uh, individual members saying, whatever you need, we need this bill, whatever you need, get us involved. I'll say personally, one of the big themes I like to see emerge in this region is how the business community has taken the lead on making sure conditions are improved to launch businesses. This is happening in real time in Maryland, and we're going to talk about what's going on in Maryland with Stacey Smith. She is with the Cybersecurity Association of Maryland, and you've been a very busy person recently, haven't you? I have. Yes, Jonathan. Well, what have you guys been up to? I think you've got some big news. I sure do. Well, um, for those of you that don't know, our organization, our nonprofit organization, was formed about two and a half years ago as a statewide uh, organization in Maryland to help Maryland's cybersecurity industry grow. Um, And uh, we have uh, some legislative news um, that we're really excited about. Uh, Just this last legislative session was the first time our organization got heavily involved with any legislative issues, and it was because there was a by Maryland cyber, uh, by local kind of bill that was um, on the forefront. Uh, it was brought to the legislative session from Governor Hogan, and there was also a legislative bill that Howard County Senator Senator Guy Gazzoni put forth, which related to providing um, tax credits for investors that would invest in Maryland cybersecurity companies. So knowing that those two um, bills were being proposed. And they would both affect our 380 cybersecurity members in a big way. We decided to step up and step up our efforts a, a notch in uh, Annapolis this session, and we're thrilled to say that the bills were actually merged, um, for lack of better words, and it passed. I love this story because we have the recent uh, Metro Now Coalition, which has some success legislatively. That was another example of the business community coming together for Metro. Now we're seeing the Maryland cybersecurity community, which is part of you know, I would argue the number one technology industry in our region. This is a big deal. I also think it's a big deal because I've seen many large companies consistently look out of region for their technology solutions and for a state to step forward and actually provide a subsidy for people to buy local. That, I mean, D.C. and Virginia should do it too, but let's hear it for Maryland getting out in front of it. Absolutely. It's it's nationally unique. Um, and the, the investor incentive side of it, um, is, is strictly for technology companies. So and anyone that invests in a, a product company here in Maryland will receive a tax credit. The Buy Maryland Cyber, the buying local side, is definitely nationally unique and will help both the product and services companies. Um, it's, and it'll help keep Maryland businesses more cyber secure as well. So there's the incentive to um, help our cyber companies grow by getting more sales. But on the business community side, it's going to help them. It gives them a reason to invest in cybersecurity solutions to help keep them their business cyber secure. It, the credit uh, will go to company is for companies, businesses in Maryland that have 50 employees or less. So it's really a great incentive for those small businesses that think they can't afford cybersecurity services don't think that it applies to them. Um, we'll be kind of hitting the road here over the next couple of months, letting the business community know that this this credit is, is here to help you to be more cyber secure. And Maryland has you know hundreds, if not thousands, of companies that can help you be cyber secure. In your past career, you were a public servant working uh, Department of Commerce. Mm-hmm. What's it like leaving government, going out into the private sector? Do you think that um, 
it really is as much Mars Venus as it appears. <laughs> well, I tell the team at Commerce because I left on good terms to come run this organization because one of the biggest needs that I recognized while being at the Maryland Department of Commerce is that our cyber companies needed help with sales. They needed introductions to customers. Many of them were focused in the government sector. Opportunity for growth is in the commercial sector. They didn't know how to break into that. So this organization was focused or was uh, created with a focus on helping them connect with those uh, potential customers. Um, I tell the team at Commerce, I can run faster on the outside. I say, I can help. I, we're great partners. Together, we we can assess what the community needs, and I can get it done with their support um, faster on the outside. And, uh, you know, government regulations and things like that, I, you, you know, I don't have to live by those. And uh, we, we do work closely with the Maryland Department of Commerce and obviously this session with uh, the administration, Governor Hogan's team and other legislators on the uh, uh, Senate side to get a bill passed that's going to benefit the community, the cyber community in a big way. You know, what's refreshing to me is I often will have people say to me, oh, in Washington, nobody ever wants to get anything done. Politicians are interested in business. Business people don't care. It seems to me that there are a lot more people in the business community civically engaged than uh, otherwise people would suspect. Is that your experience? We're finding that out as we're now getting more involved there ourselves. Um, and what I'm also finding is what we found with this bill, because it was a bipartisan uh, partnership on this, is I didn't see the, uh, you know, the governor's administration or um, the, um, the Democrats that were involved in the Senator Gazzoni and, and some of his um, constituents involved saying, you know, no, the Democrats wouldn't want this. No, the Republic. They just they know that cyber is so important to every business. They know it's a key industry for our state, you know, economically, jobs wise. Um, they just said what's best for our state. And we had a lot of our uh, individual members saying, whatever you need, th we need this bill, whatever you need, get us involved. And I saw more of them in Annapolis on a regular basis than I've ever seen before. So it was a great, uh, you know, government uh, private sector partnership. As you look from your perspective at the Cybersecurity Association or just talking with your people in the industry and your friends in, in government, What's the roadmap? Where do you think that uh, we need to go next to really promote the cybersecurity industry in Maryland and more broadly in the region? Well, one of the areas we were not initially focused on that we've since gotten focused on is workforce. Um, we just had a meeting yesterday with uh, Councilman Pete Smith from Anne Arundel County. And of course, that's his hot button is we've got to figure out how to attract the younger generation into cyber positions, cyber careers. We have to make it easier for them to get into. We have to identify pathways for them. We have to get the commercial sector involved in, you know, more mentorships, apprenticeships. And we've got to figure out the clearances. The government clearances process is a timely and costly process. And are there things we could be doing earlier to get kids involved a little bit earlier, get them, you know, keep them clean enough to be, uh, you know, eventually get land a cleared position, but also get them involved earlier in the process to groom them for those cleared positions. So we're actually brainstorming with him on some things that we could do together. Um, we are also, because of this new legislation, we'll be doing, as I mentioned, kind of a roadshow. And we're, we're, one of the first things we're doing is on May 17th with our own membership saying, what do you want to see for legislation for 2019? And it's something we've never gone to them with before. And we have Maryland Department of Commerce involved. We have some legislators coming to really hear what is the, the community saying or what's the business community saying that they, they need help with. So for this episode, I should rename the show said, what's working in Washington? What's working in Maryland? You got it. Yep. <laughs> Stacey Smith, thanks for taking the time and joining us today. You're welcome. Thank you.
Thanks for listening to What's Working in Washington. And a thank you to our sponsor, Montgomery County Economic Development Corporation. Their business development team can help you find the best talent, an ideal location, and the latest in market and business intelligence so you can do business successfully in the greater Washington region and Montgomery County. Your business success starts with MCEDC. Connect with them at thinkmoco.com. Support for this podcast comes from University of Maryland's Smith School of Business, where students learn to harness data to meet tomorrow's challenges. More information about the Smith School MBA program is available at rhsmith.umd.edu. Our executive producer is Tracy Madigan. Our online writer is Barbara Ulrich. Music provided by two D.C. region bands, Two Car Living Room, and The Sunbathers. And let us know who you think we should be talking to on the show. Tweet us at at What's Working DC. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Thanks for listening. <laughs>